Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, I've got a very, very special guest today. I've got my wonderful wife, Jessica, here with me. And uh, it's been a long time coming. This has been, uh, you know, probably, what, about a year and a half now at this point since we started. And uh, I've wanted to have her on an episode. And she is not as much uh, thrilled with investing as I am. Uh, I'm definitely more the dork in the relationship about uh, looking at all the financial stuff. But uh, so we wanted to kind of compare and contrast a little bit about what uh, I look for and then, you know, kind of how we both manage our money and uh, see if we can't meet somewhere in the middle. So uh, without further ado, uh, here is my wife, Jessica. And tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, all the all the things. Hi, everybody. I'm very excited to be on this episode. As Jeff said, we've been talking about doing this together for a long time because we both do have uh, very separate uh, views on how we like to save, how we like to invest, and um, things we do with our money. So just a quick background for me. Um, I am a physician assistant. I work for an amazing general surgery practice, which I love. Um Prior to meeting Jeff, I was definitely a put all of my money in an envelope or a savings account kind of saver. Um, I grew up with my mom always having an envelope for all kinds of things. There was one for myself, for my brother, for vacation, lots of different envelopes that were labeled with whatever my mom was saving for at that time. So as I got older, I started doing that as well. I worked with her for a little while when she was, she had, both of my parents had multiple jobs when I was growing up, but I was working with her at a diner once and got some tips from, you know, bussing tables when I was pretty little and I was able to buy a, whatever CD I was looking to get at that time. And I was <laughs> super excited because I worked really hard and some people gave me some tips and I could go buy what I wanted at that time. Um, I started working, you know, doing babysitting jobs when I was younger and made some money from that and put it either in my savings account or the envelope. I got a job, my first real job when I was 14, where I got a official paycheck. Um, I've worked in, you know, kids play places, retail for a little while. Um, went to college where I met my wonderful husband, Jeff and uh, started working in the lab. Um, again, all of those paychecks went straight to my savings account. Um, but it was really when I met Jeff and uh, his dad, so hey, mom and dad, um, that he was kind of like, oh, why are you still, like, why do you have a car payment? You're graduated from school, you're living at home, you don't really have any bills or debt, so why do you have a car payment? And I was like, I don't know. I just was raised of paying, you know, the minimum on your credit card or your car payment or whatever, you know, bills were coming in. Uh, my parents were never ones to just quickly pay things off uh, that I know of. And, 
you know, Jeff's dad was kind of giving me a different mindset of, you know, if you pay off your car, then you can save for this and, you know, save quickly for other things. And I just never, honestly, never thought about that. So I paid off my car at that time. And um, then Jeff started getting a little bit more into um, investing and stocks. Um, do you, did you want to say something? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I guess as, as far as our, uh, finances have kind of gone, it's been, uh, kind of a, a road together that we've kind of navigated ourselves. Uh, you know, when she was able to get out of her master's program, we, we quickly paid that off a little due to sacrificing and, um, you know, living at home and trying to save up as much money as we could. And, you know, we're grateful to be able to have done that. And I think that set us up for a better uh, future, uh, by the way, that we could save up more for the a house that we wanted, not uh, something that we were just kind of settling for. But uh, I think our paths had definitely uh, kind of aligned for a long time on, on the, the spending and all. We've never really had any kind of issue with one of us being, you know, super spendy. We, we both like to travel. We both like to do a lot of the fun things, but we also both know that, you know, we got to save and we have to get to that place where, uh, you know, we're both comfortable and really be able to put that money away. So uh, one thing that uh, you might find kind of crazy here is I have my own investment accounts, uh, which we both sometimes kind of contribute to. But Jessica has a financial advisor and, you know, I'm sure as you guys know, I don't go that route. But my thought with that was always, you know, if my stuff fails, maybe the financial advisor will be doing something great that, you know, kind of lights the world on fire. But uh, I think for us, that has been a good balance to have, you know, she invests her money or even her 403B through work. Um, you know, that is, you know, a little bit self-guided, but, you know, through, uh, an investment advisor type deal. And then I kind of have my own stuff and we kind of meet in the middle to that end goal. Uh, so I think that's kind of rare and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't really think that, uh, you know, if you've got a financial show that we have a, or lean on a, uh, an advisor for anything, but, um, I know that's something you were comfortable doing, right? Uh, so when I knew that that was a comfortable way for her to get invested into stocks, it seemed like a much better way. I was not comfortable going that route because I don't know much about stocks or bonds or any of that jargon. So I, um, you know, definitely chose to go with a financial advisor so I could just be very hands off. I tell them, you know, I have a meeting with them once a year and we go over, do I want to be conservative, aggressive? And in the beginning, I was very, very conservative because I just didn't want to invest a lot and then lose it should the market not do well. But right. as I've learned, you know, the more aggressive you are when you're younger, the better the trade-off because if, you know, things do take a turn for the worse and I'm more aggressive, I have many, many, many more years to make up for it and kind of rebuild um, that that money. So... I think that we have a, a really good balance of you kind of do your thing your way, which is working really well. I'm working with a financial advisor, which for me is working very well. Um, so I think that we've, we're doing great. Yeah. I, I think as our viewpoint is, is we both have separate accounts, but 
it's also definitely our money at that end goal. Uh, I think we, you know, both want to pay off a house as quick as we could. We uh, definitely, well, during the pandemic, when rates dropped crazy low, we were able to refinance from a 30 year at 4% down to a 15 year at two and a half percent, which, you know, obviously cut our, you know, mortgage timeline down drastically. But even at that, we do an extra payment uh, on the mortgage in a given year to, you know, hopefully erase another couple years out of that 15 year note. Uh, so hopefully now that you know, that's been a couple years ago now, so hopefully we got like 10 years left on this place and then we can, uh, you know, think about, you know, jamming the accounts full of uh, money, live off some more dividends. You know, these daycare bills will be gone. All that fun stuff will be over with. I mean, they'll probably be eating more by then, but <laughs> you know, we got, uh, different set of problems in the future. So no, um, what else we got, you know? Well, I, I started with the financial advisor from, um, from your dad actually, and you, mm. but your dad, um, definitely led me in that direction. So I was at a, my previous job and I had a 401k, which I had quite a bit of money in. And when I transitioned to the job I am currently at, um, they only had a 403B and I couldn't transfer that money from my 401 to the 403B. So your dad was with Edward Jones at the time and said he was had a good relationship with his advisor and I can talk to her and just get her thoughts on things. And I was able to chat with her and she made me feel very comfortable with um, the hands-off approach, which is what I was looking for. I have, you know, a group of people that I pay a little bit to every year and they just make all these decisions for me and put my money, you know, here and there and everywhere um, based on how conservative or aggressive I want to be. And it's, it's worked really well. So now I have a traditional IRA with Edward Jones. I have a 403B with my current employer. Um, over the years, you know, my financial advisor will call me every now and then if the market is doing really bad to, you know, put more money in because it will, in the hopes, you know, Could get be better. A good buying time. Yeah. yeah. Which I've done quite a few times. Um, so it's just been a huge transition for me to go from saving money in an envelope and in a savings account to now I'm putting, you know, several thousands of dollars at a time if I can into uh, investment for retirement. Um, but I think that we were really lucky to be able to make those sacrifices with living at home while I was in you know, school to get my master's program. We could save money that way. We didn't rent anywhere. We didn't have a ton of debt. We paid off our cars as soon as we could. Um, like you said, you paid off my loans when I, pretty much almost immediately when I was out of school. So we, I had no student loans. Right. And then- you know, we, we, the house we live in, it was in foreclosure. So we got that at a great price. So we've definitely made some good decisions to stay out of debt as best we could, which has been really helpful for us to have a really good nest egg already for our retirement. Right. Yeah. We definitely had the equity build right off the, uh, right off the jump with buying a foreclosure and, uh, you know, really lean into that. And, you know, we upgraded, we did some things that needed to be done around here. And then ultimately, um, you know, I don't know that we're going anywhere, but if we had to, there's plenty of equity there, but that also gives you options as far as, you know, if we need to do a, a HELOC, a home equity line of credit to buy another investment property or to do some, uh, different, you know, refinishes, if we wanted to go that route, 
we could certainly do that without really touching our investments. So um, I, I guess that's really been a, a thing where you really got to balance like what your end goal is. And uh, with Jessica saying that, you know, dumping a large sum of money in when the market is down, that is still a way that you can dollar cost average. You know, we are continually, uh, you know, putting in a little bit of money every paycheck. But uh, when that market does go down, there's nothing wrong with, you know, upping the ante a little bit. You know, you might not want to buy a stock after a 50 or 75, 100% run, uh, you know, NVIDIA, Tesla, pick, pick a name. But when you do see them down, uh, that might be the time where you want to load the boat. And uh, I think that's definitely a smart choice. I think, uh, you know, Edward Jones has definitely uh, kind of been on top of that with making a phone call saying, hey, things are looking, are, you know, dark in the streets. It's, you know, blood in the streets. We will, good time to get some more money going. And, uh, you know, sometimes it, it went lower, but uh, overall, I think in the, in the long term, it has gone up. And uh, if, if there's nothing that you're tied to that money with, you know, if you've got, you know, money sitting in savings and you see an opportunity, there's no reason to say that, uh, you know, your dollar cost average can't be bumped up for that given week or that given quarter or whatever in order to get to that point where, you know, you feel comfortable, uh, you know, investing a little bit more at any given time in order to get to that end goal. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's uh, definitely something that I am focused on. I know we don't really do too much in the way of trading. I know sometimes I'm saying I'm getting out of this to, to get, you know, put some money into that. But um, I think overall, if you continually dollar cost average into the market, and on those real dark days, sometimes it does make sense to buy a little bit more. It's just you got to stick to that plan. Um, and I mean, I, I think overall, we are sticking to a plan that we've kind of laid out. We're, you know, very open with, you know, what we're going to be buying. We don't really, you know, uh, we've never had a problem with with how each other spends. We've always been, you know, open and upfront. And I mean, never, you know, I told her today that I'm, Hey, by the way, I might be buying a new lawnmower for, you know, eight, nine grand in the, the next day. She's like, okay. So, um, you know, and that, that's, you know, one of them things where, uh, I know that I'm going to use it to make money. She knows that I'm being responsible with it. It's not a matter of, uh, I'm just going to buy it just because it's a shiny new object, but, um, you know, just a, a standpoint that we both understand financially where we're at and where we want to get to. So, um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's really where I'm at and really where I see, uh, you know, having a relationship, talking about money and being able to build a, a path and a plan together is certainly uh, beneficial. I know a lot of people that are, you know, you're trying to get out of a credit card debt. You really got to work together on that. It's not a simple thing where, you know, one person can carry the burden and, you know, pay off all the debt and the other person still, you know, swiping the card. It's uh, it's kind of a revolving door of bad problems. So it's definitely nice to be on that same page and understand where you're at. But uh, also, you know, really have a path to get to that point where, you know, you can retire, you can be comfortable, you can travel, you can do the things that you want to do and still feel, uh, you know, that there's, you know, you're not uh, just simply living to save, but you're you're saving to live, if that makes any sense. But um, yeah, so. I know you had a, a bunch of lists here as to what you wanted to cover. I actually did not prepare a thing for this one. So um, what else you got on this list of, you know, hundreds of words you, you got here? 
not, I mean, we've, we've covered everything I was going to talk about. Um, I just think just letting people know how opposite we are in terms of how we invest, uh, you know, with you being more doing it yourself, me being on, I want zero input and I just want someone to do it for me. Um, I think it's kind of neat that we, even though we are very different in that aspect, we have the same end goal and we work really well together just to make sure that, you know, we don't spend out of our means and we don't have credit card debt. We don't have car payments, you know, anything that we have purchased. We, like he said, we talk to each other about it. And if it's something where we can do it and it's within our means, then we do. If not, then we don't. Um, I think that's really important and just to get out of debt and just start saving for, for the future by whatever means that is for you and whatever you're comfortable with, whether you do it yourself or you have somebody help you along the way. Um, I think, you know, we're in a good spot right now and we are from two total opposite directions of how we got there, but we are meeting together in the middle. Yeah. No, and I did have one more couple questions for you here. Um, I know with your 403B, I know, and, and you, this is kind of a broad question, well, not even a broad question, but you might not have the answer right off the top of your head. I know that you started at a certain percentage and I know that it goes up, but uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about the, the 403B and how that's set up? Because I, I know that I don't pay attention to your stuff so much. So I, I don't recall the exact percentage I started with. It was probably five percent, six percent, something, something relatively low. But I set it, it. It's with Transamerica, and I set it where I increase the amount that I put in by one percent every year. More recently, um, again because I'm young, I you know, even though you know we have a mortgage to pay for, we have daycare for our youngest son, we have you know, monthly expenses, but I still felt I could contribute more and I wouldn't necessarily miss that money. So recently I did increase it quite a bit to get closer to the maximum amount that I can put in and the company that I work for will, uh, will match. So I know people along the way have told me that many times, um, you know, put, if you can put in the maximum and you're comfortable with it and you're not going to miss that money too much, then do it because it's, you know, it's, that is getting invested and I'm making money for that. And that's just more free money essentially that the company I work for is going to give me. Right. No. And then uh, the other question I had was your flex, was it flex spending FSA HSA? I know we had one, then we went to the other that uh, pays for all the medical, you know, bills and stuff that we do run across. Um, now I know you contribute to that and that pays for some different medical things throughout the year you know, snap a receipt and, you know, take advantage of all these different programs. I know when, when Glenn was on the show talking about, uh, you know, those HSA and FSA accounts, he thought that was one of the most important things to start with. And, um, you know, I, I definitely see the validity of that and being able to save for those medical expenses that, uh, you know, simply your health insurance won't cover, you know, the co-pays and your, you know, prescriptions, things like that. Um, I know we went from one to the other. Was it HSA to FSA? Correct. So I we had a high deductible insurance plan, which was less expensive um, initially. But when things happen, which they did, unfortunately, it does not work yeah, out no. in your favor. 
Um, but with that, I had an HSA, which I contributed money to, and my company would not necessarily match, but they would uh, kick in some money as well. So again, I was getting free money. And with that, I mean, you can use it for, like Jeff said, co-pays, medical expenses, if I needed you know, allergy medicine or thing, you know, Tylenol or Motrin, anything like that, I can use that for. So, you know, I was kicking in some money, but also getting free money. So I was definitely getting things that I could in terms of like some over-the-counter things that I needed, which was great. But then unfortunately last year, our son broke his arm when we were on vacation and we had to go to one hospital out of state and then come back home because his arm needed to be reset. So that was quite a bit of medical bills that a high deductible plan is clearly not going to cover because we had a very high deductible. So it was the um, HSA money I had paid for some of it, but a small fraction of what we owed for these medical bills. Um, So this year I (laughs) stopped being cheap and I went for um, the, um, I don't know what in plan it is, but it's not a high deductible plan. So I have a flex spending, which I don't believe the employer contributes money to. It's just money that I put in. And if I don't use that money, I lose it. So I think I put in something pretty low-ish. And because I was like, well, if I don't use it and I have like, you know, a couple thousand dollars in there that I haven't used, what am I going to spend that on? I can't get a couple thousand dollars of ibuprofen, Flonase, and Allegra. So um, <laughs> I need all the I put, a, I put a lower amount in this year. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a puzzle to, cause you just never know what's going to happen throughout the year. But yeah, the HSA is something that if you have that, I would certainly contribute money to because your employer should um, set a match to that. And that's free money. I think it's pre-tax too. Right. It says, I'm looking here on Google, it says uh, HSAs may offer higher contribution limits and allow you to carry funds forward, but you're only eligible if you're enrolled in an HSA eligible health plan, which apparently ours was not. So that's how we got into the FSA. But um, that was to lower our deductible. So um, it it definitely is a puzzle. You're completely right as to the world of insurance. I try to stay away from insurance as much as I can. I just pay the bill and move on with my day. But um, I'm definitely grateful for the fact that your work does have an insurance plan. Cause I know when, uh, we were, you know, self pay on insurance, it was for the four of us, it was like 14 or $1,500 a month. And it was just like, man, this is, this money goes so fast. And it feels like every dollar that you make is already earmarked for mortgage, daycare, insurance, food. And then it's like, there's absolutely no money left by the time you, some of these bills are so high. And uh, those bills are only going higher. So it it definitely is a a situation if your uh, employer is looking to match any kind of uh, retirement contributions, max it out. Uh, You know, if if you can, if uh, you know, you're you're not, you know, and then if not, I guess you got to take a look at where you're spending and make sure that you're you're not overspending in any different categories. Check the subscriptions, check the, uh, you know, the spending habits, check the credit card and then find a way to get back on track. So uh, definitely, if there's free money out there, I'm going to point you to do that every single time. There is no doubt in my mind that free money is better than money you got to work for. So, um, you know, definitely do that. Definitely look at your HSA plan. That one is definitely going to carry forward for you. The FSA will uh, won't carry over from, I believe, calendar year. 
but um, certainly take a look at that. I know if it's coming up to a deadline, you can go ahead and, and you know, really stock up on different supplies that you might need, whether it's Band-Aids or medication, this, that, or the other. Uh, I know there's probably a longer list than, of things that I really don't know about in that uh, category. I think even diapers and pull-ups, I think sometimes that stuff counts too. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty uh, sure I got pull-ups. I know with the friend, he was using it for like protein shakes and things like that, but there's other medical problems involved there. So, um, but definitely look into the rules and and definitely, you know, try to max out that uh, retirement account as early as you can. Uh, definitely with the contribution, take all that into consideration. If you are just simply tucking money into an envelope, that's uh, definitely better than than not saving at all, you know, and that is being conservative. You know, you are, you know, sticking that money somewhere for a future date and time. Uh, you know, I would like to see it do a little bit better, even even if it is in bonds that are going to give you that three or four percent, which is still getting beat by inflation. But, um, you know, at least it's growing. Uh, and that is kind of the name of the game. You know, if you look back and, you know, 30, 40 years ago and uh, a dollar went a lot further and now it does not. So, you know, we're, we're trying to plan ahead by investing now for, you know, what 2060 might look like when we're looking to retire. We're trying to get those uh, those numbers right for then. And uh, simply putting in an envelope is not going to uh, have that money grow over time and try to outpace inflation. So, um, I mean, that's really all I've got. Well, actually, you know what? We do have one more thing. You You get the... Uh, the the joy of picking five names that we can potentially look at and, uh, you know, maybe do the investing challenge for next week. But first up, first up, which stock, and see, she doesn't use Facebook anymore because she's anti, <laughs> anti-social anti media. So uh, there are five names for this week that we are looking at on uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. And uh, those five names... Amazon, Bank of America, Snowflake, Cigna, and Square or Block. Do you have any preference as to what we vote on for week 15? I do. I would say Amazon because that's the the main one that I know out of those five. I I mean, I know like Bank of America and Cigna, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Amazon. All right. Well, I'm going to cast my vote for Amazon as your vote because I know you're not going to go on there and click. (laughs) Um, And now... Your five stocks for next week that you potentially want us to take a look at. And we're going to cover them on the next show and see if they are worth buying right now and see if we can uh, make something out of these five. So what do you got? Target. I am definitely guilty of being a frequent shopper there. So I'm definitely going with Target. Nike, which uh, a little birdie told me was pretty good right now. (laughs) TJ Maxx, also a fan favorite over here. Allergan, because I had to pick a medical one, and Capital One. A bank stock. So we got uh, consumer consumer staples, consumer discretionary. We've got uh, healthcare, and we've got a bank. So that's a nice little mix of uh, of five names you came up with. So uh, with that, we're going to be taking a look at those next time on the show. And uh, yeah, we'll cover if they're worth buying right now. We're going to take a look at uh, you know the cycle that they're in, how things are looking in the economy, and ultimately if we look at these going forward, um, you know, are there any buy signals or are there anything that uh, is really you know standing out to me 
as to whether or not they are looking like a solid buy right now. So um, with that being said, thank you very much for stopping in and uh, recording on this, uh, this lovely podcast episode number 164. And um, Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we've got for you guys today. So uh, if you got any questions, feel free to reach out and thank you for stopping in. You're welcome. And again, I just can't reiterate enough. I, I certainly came from a place where I had zero experience or desire to invest in stocks or have a financial advisor or any of that. And now that I have it, I look back and see how much my money has grown. And sometimes I'm not putting any money into it and it's still making me money. So I just never had that mindset. So I think if you don't either, talk to a financial advisor, talk to a friend that knows some information about stocks and what to do and how to plan for this because it's super important and get out of debt as fast as you can. And yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for stopping in and I will uh, be sure to see you on the next one. So uh, take care and make sure that uh, you go ahead and click subscribe so that you do not miss uh, the next episode here. So thanks a lot and uh, take care. Bye everyone. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.